Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. We've had 12 hours of cricket to watch today. I have to say, it hasn't been that riveting overall. It's been batsmen with rearguard actions mostly, and the ball not doing a huge amount off the pitch, except in... Lahore, where actually the ball was doing something on the final day of that Pakistan-Australia series. And actually, for the, for the about half an hour, it was quite good to watch, wasn't it? When Pat Cummins was reverse swinging it from one end and uh, Nathan Lyon was spinning it quite sharply from the other and the, the Pakistanis were resisting. I know this is really supposed to be a podcast about West Indies v England, but in a way, I think that Pakistan-Australia series takes pride of place, do you? Yeah, I think Australia have done really well to win. I mean, I thought in the Ashes that they were... People sort of sort of damned them with faint praise a bit. They said that, you know, it wasn't a great Australian side and England played poorly. I thought it was actually... They're actually quite a decent Australia side and England played poorly. Uh, but they've gone to Pakistan. They've toughed it out. I mean, it really has been a hard-fought series, a, a real arm wrestle of a series out there. It's been tough for the bowlers. They've had to be patient. The batters have had to be patient at times as well on those slow pitches and eventually Australia have just been able to force the Pakistan arm down onto the ground and, and, and win the series. You know, it went to the last session of the last test match to decide the series and, and there were some strange shots played uh, towards the end but then you know, you talk about lower order players under pressure but Hassan Ali and Shaheen Shahafridi played extravagant strokes in the, in the circumstances but they're probably the... Their target was just a bit too far away. I don't mean in terms of winning the game, but I mean in terms of just drawing it. And Australia, excellent, really. Cummins led them well, and and Lyon chipped in with his wickets. I mean, he's such a good, he's such a good cricketer, Lyon. He he really is. Yeah, and he's and I think Cummins deserves a lot of credit too. Not only for for his bowling, which I mean is outstanding. Twelve wickets in the series on those totally dead tracks, at an average of twenty two, 
and those three key wickets today, uh, finishing the game off with knocking out two stumps out of the ground in an emphatic way to seal victory. And they've sort of stuck with it. They've stuck at it, the Australians. But Cummins has always smiled. He's always looked positive. He's set an imaginative, fairly positive declaration in this last match. And, you know, he's always sort of fiddling about with the field. And he's very uh, animated without being a captain who puts the, the, the players, his players under pressure. He's animated all the time. He's always looking to just try and tinker with things a little bit while retaining quite a relaxed general demeanour and uh, you know, a gr- very kind of on- honourable, uh, gracious kind of shaking of hands at the end, uh, thanking the, the opposition for the, for the match. And uh, it just, he's, I, I've got the highest admiration for Pat Cummings, but wow, what a bowler as well. I mean, carrying, carrying the attack a little bit, uh, certainly as a seamer, and, you know, certainly in the early stages of innings, obviously Mitchell Stark comes into it perhaps later on, but Cummings just bears the brunt of having to lead that attack in any conditions, and he's just always up for it, isn't he? He's coming in, charging in all the time, relentless, barrelling his way to the wicket, trying to buffet his way through the, the batsman's attack, trying different ploys. He's certainly not a one-trick pony. You know, fantastic bowler. Yeah, high-class, really high-class bowler. And fully justifies his you know, rank right at the top of the Test match uh, bowling log. Uh, Cummins fifteen point one overs, six maidens, three for twenty three. I mean, there was. I remember being in Australia when we saw that Tim Payne wasn't going to be retained as Australia's captain. People were saying, "Well, it, it can't be Cummins as captain. It can't be. It's got to be a, a batter. Uh, you know, Cummins is not going to be able to play all the games. He's gonna, they're going to have to have rest and rotation." But he's—he actually he did miss one game, of course, but that was because he was near someone who, who tested positive for COVID, so he had to isolate that a game in in Adelaide. So bizarrely, that was the only one he has missed so far. I mean, it may be that down the line he will have to take a back seat every now and again, and that Steve Smith will lead the side. But you know, he's he's he played in the Ashes, he's he's played in this series, and he's led from the front and two excellent victories. He's had two series, one against England at home, one against Pakistan away. And I, I sort of feel as well, just watching some of the Pakistan-Australia series, that the cricket is at a different level to the one we're seeing in the Caribbean. And I think we know that. You look at the rankings, Australia right up there, aren't they? They're a good side. Pakistan are a tough nut to crack at home. They really are. And mind you, so, so are the West Indies. But it, it, it just feels that it's a level up. And you, In the Caribbean, you've got two sides, again, playing on difficult pitches. Uh, again, with an arm wrestle, but... Without quite the without quite the same quality, I think. Yeah, there's a bit more flair about the Pakistani players, isn't there? They're, 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 even when they're defending, they look quite impressive and quite stylish. Whereas the West Indies batsmen, when they defend, are a bit dogged, really. Which is obviously admirable that they stay in, but it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, make for much uh, riveting watching. I mean, one other thing about uh, the Pakistan series. Is, it's great to see the crowds back. Not big crowds, but enthusiastic, quite noisy crowds, which is good. And I think uh, for kind of imagination on the sponsorship front, they, they win as well. You know, they've got, uh, there was a glue sponsor and a battery company sponsoring and uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket, which is on the outfield, beyond the boundary. And if, if it's hit by a six, this bucket then Kentucky Fried Chicken can give away a free diploma or a degree or course at some university. Well, that's that's going to be safe, isn't it? <laughs> With the one bucket on the outfield for a six, 
to give away. But but still, they're getting their exposure, and it's just nice to see companies getting involved and uh, you know commentators having to do their little dutiful bit and plug a, a battery company and all that. But it all adds to it, really. Which which I mean, you know, takes us to the the West Indies series, which is just a bit moribund com- in comparison, and it. it there's there's a lack of sort of energy just all around the place, except actually in the, in the in the musical or party stand where they're dancing all the, all day. But both on the field and to a lesser extent on the, in the commentary box, it just sounds a bit sort of a bit moribund, a little bit you know. And I'm not sort of criticising the commentators particularly because there's an awful awful not an awful lot to talk about, but it, it just. It looks to me like, you know, we, we've been watching back to a few old um, test matches from yesteryear, haven't we? And uh, it looks like watching a 1968 test match a little bit. Mm. Yeah, or a, I, or I a think, county game from 1972. I, I, th- I think what's happened a little bit is that it, because it has been so attritional, the cricket, and, and so defensive at times, I think more, far more from West Indies. We talked about the, the runs per over in the first two test matches, England scoring quicker than West Indies in both the test matches because it's been a bit like that and the games have been back-to-back and the pitches were dead for the first two matches. I think everyone sort of, been, sort of feels like you've been battered over the head a bit. You know, everyone's sort of been beaten into submission. And actually... You know, it could be a. I don't think it's a good game, but I think it could be a good finish. I think that's the, probably the best way to, to sum it up, isn't it? I mean, the game is right in the balance, and yeah, you know, if if England were to lose this series, I mean, that is a massive setback for them. To, you know, to go to. I know they haven't won very often in, in the Caribbean, but you know, Weston is right down there in what an eighth place. Uh, it's a bottom of the table clash in terms of the of the ICC Test Championship. And and it's not a great West Indies side. Um, so, you know, anyway, it, it hasn't been lost yet. It's still to be settled. And it could well be that England will get third innings runs and put some pressure on West Indies in the, in the fourth innings. But uh, it, 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 they're not a great side, West Indies. And I think it, it shows that England are not a great side as well. They, they've got one or two you know, top-class players, of course, haven't, haven't they? In, in Root and, and Stokes and, and, and Bairstow, we saw that 100 uh, earlier in the series. But there are, you know, there's some flaws in the side, and the bowl, the bowling attack is a little bit thin, and it, it, it's made for a sort of lower class series, if you like, in terms of the of the, of the quality and the pitches. The pitches haven't helped as well. What, what do you make of this pitch? I mean, at least at least there's something for the bowlers there in the, in this surface. It's, it's more of the sort of variable bounce uh, variety, isn't it? I mean, they, I mean. Craig Brathwaite, that's the way to get rid of him, isn't it? Just a ball that just rolls along the ground. I mean, you had to find somewhere getting him out, and it, you know the pitch finally did it, did for him really. It's it's still slow. Uh, it it's, it hasn't got a lot of life. The first ten overs with the new ball is the best part of, of the game because the ball kind of bounces, goes through reasonably well. It does swing a bit. The batsman can play a few shots. After that, it, it, the lowness of the bounce, the slowness of the bounce, just makes it rather dull. And it's hard for the batsman to play shots and it's hard for the bowlers to take wickets. I thought England were a bit uh, overdid the, the short ball ploy a little bit to the lower order when the ball just wasn't getting up at all and it was just too predictable. And, you know, If it's a low bouncing pitch, aim at the stumps, aim at the pads and bring as many versions or options of dismissal into into the equations you can uh so you know it, it it just it was a bit sort of stalematey in the end and actually West Indies did quite well to take the lead and we said didn't we um that I thought West Indies should get 300 on there and I still think they should have got 300 there were some pretty poor shots in the middle of the innings and they got to 232 for eight in the end they'll probably get 250 
which I guess actually England will settle with that in the end because they didn't bat well, England. Uh, they, they certainly sacrificed about half their wickets. West Indies did the same and they've got a lead of 32. Well, if England can keep that to 50, I think they've still got a chance of winning, actually. Well, the West Indies lead is 28. Yeah, the 232 yeah, yeah. Yeah. for eight. So they're, they're 28 runs out. They still have those two wickets left. You say, um, you know, they'll, they'll probably get 250. I mean, we the tail of this match so far has been batters one to seven getting next to nothing and the, the rest, eight to 11, scoring all the runs. So what 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 do England do? So just reverse the batting order tomorrow? <laughs> It has happened in test cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we used to do that at Uxbridge. You know, Middlesex <laughs> used to do that at Uxbridge because the first 10 overs, it, it, in about the mid-80s, the first 10 overs at Uxbridge, which was quite a lively pitch, actually at one point the fastest pitch in, in England, it just took off for the first 10 overs and no one could play it. So they sent a few sacrificial lambs in like me. Oh, good luck. And we, and we were quite, we were sort of <laughs> 10 for four and then 300 for four. Uh, so t- sometimes it can actually work. I, c- I can't see that tomorrow. And, no. and actually, the the pitch I think is not as difficult as it was on the first morning. You know, it'll still do a bit, but it was seeming prodigiously on that first morning. I don't think that'll happen. I think the dampness has gone. There'll still be a bit of uneven bounce, a bit of swing. But if if uh, Crawley and Lees can get sort of stuck in and have a little bit of luck then I don't see any reason why they can't put up a, a reasonable opening partnership, actually. And they've just got to be very, very disciplined early on. I suppose the real concern for England is that West Indies get away against the new ball uh, tomorrow morning. You feel it shouldn't happen. You know, fresh bowlers tomorrow. The ball is only six overs old. I didn't think there was that. I mean, you've got tired bowlers tonight, I suppose, at the right at the end of a series where it's been back-to-back-to-back-test matches. Um but I didn't think there was that much sort of zip there for the new ball. You th- I think you thought that Overton looked a bit more threatening than, than Wakes with the new ball. The old, okay, the old ball, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I thought De Silva batted really well. I mean, Ben Stokes was going at him. Mm. And there was no one, De Silva was giving it back. I don't mean in terms of like attacking cricket. I mean, in terms of the verbals. Uh, I don't know whether that was sort of Stokes trying to get himself going or trying to get De Silva going, really trying to... Knock his concentration. I just I was trying to listen on the stump mics to what they were saying. It was tantalising actually. You almost want the the director to stop, stop the commentators talking and just turn the stump mics up. Um, I, I I got the impression I thought I heard Stokes say something like "You're supposed to be a batter" or something like that. And you know, De Silva, what was it? It was a, it was a slow innings, 54 from 152 balls. It was Brathwaitian really uh, from uh, De Silva, but mighty effective. Um, you know, he's not he's not a particularly pretty player, but it's been effective, and he was effective in the last game as well, wasn't he? In, in helping to West Indies to, to save the game. Um, so you know, fair play to him. Well well done to him because he's he's given West Indies uh, just a, a bit of hope. Definitely, I mean they were 128 uh, for seven. And in big trouble, really, and with Roach, and also with Alzari Joseph, that you know they added a hundred or so for, for for one wicket. So yeah, it's a bit, a bit like Leach and and Mahmood. It's been a strange old game, really. This mm. one. It's been, it's been... And one other kind of strange thing is that, uh, as a total contrast to the old West Indies, you see the middle order getting bounced out. The West Indies middle order mm. getting bounced out by eighty mile an hour English bowlers, mm. which is total opposite to what was happening 25 years ago um, with England batsmen getting bounced out by 90 mile an hour West Indian and 
Yeah. It wasn't uh, it wasn't just the middle order either, was it? It was the whole order yes. from 1 to 11 getting banked out. Yeah. So strange, almost as if the West Indies West Indies batsmen are not now used to the short ball very much because they haven't got many fast bowlers of their own, a couple or two or three, but nobody who's absolutely rapid really. And it's as if their pitches and their bowlers don't really expose them to much fast bowling. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Both teams have played on two flat pitches so far. Slow, low pitches where the batters dominate, control the game, feel confident. And then suddenly you play on a pitch that is a bit more unpredictable. Certainly on the first day there was some there was some movement, scene movement, wasn't there? There was less for England today. But the variable bounce as well. We, we did see a couple of low balls take wickets uh, today. How, how different or difficult is that for just suddenly to adjust to that? I know you say, well, it's part of you're playing a series, different venues, for different conditions. But it, it, it has the conditions here have been quite different not not totally different because the pitch is still quite slow but quite different from what we've seen so far on the on the other two uh, venues I mean, it shouldn't be difficult really it should be uh, something that you uh, enjoy as a cricketer actually and you relish because you know if you're growing up if you grow up in say club cricket or even county cricket you're going to get certainly 20 years ago you would get lots of different styles of, of, of pitch to, to try and adapt to and i think that's part of the fun of it actually and obviously it applies to bowlers as well you've got to bowl different lengths on different surfaces and so on so i don't think there's much excuse i think you should be able to adapt you should be able to it's not easy reading a pitch before you see the ball actually bowl on it you know you always want to watch the first couple of overs and see the bounce and see the movement and so on but once you've seen that you should be able to adapt i think what about the game then? What about the balance of the game? I've just had a look at the odds. West Indies are marginal favourites. Well, they've got this little lead at the moment, haven't they? And they've still got two wickets left. But they do have to bat last. Now, it may, may well be that batting last doesn't mean bat on the fifth day when the pitch you know, could really be up and down. It's, it's probably bat last on the fourth day or, or majority of the, the fourth day. I suppose it's a question of whether the pitch is going to get any worse in the next couple of days. So... Does that slightly insulate them against batting last because it won't be fifth day batting last? Not unless, unless England go big, of course. It's possible it's, that England might go yeah, really big. But. It's got to be England have to go big, and and they they have to bat. They have to aim to get three fifty, and I think if they get that three fifty plus, and I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't. Actually, it's not it's not that difficult to pitch if you get in. Look at, at the way Joshua De Silva has stayed in. He hasn't looked in any trouble. 
uh, it obviously comes in at number seven, but you know, still he's not a sort of world class player. So, you know, if he's managed to stay in and make fifty odd in hundred and fifty balls, why can't Stokes, Root, Crawley, uh, Lawrence, etc.? Why can't they? You know, so. I think actually that I I make England marginal favourites because I think if they if they bat long in the second innings and I realise it's a big if then I think the pitch will start to go underground uh, towards the end of the match and there'll be a few LBW victims and th- those could be the West Indies batsmen. Yeah, it does feel like an LBW pitch. Well, there are a few today, and I, I think I just one, one thought for that England second innings if they if there are a couple of low balls there and that suddenly. I mean, it unsettles batters, doesn't it, when you get a couple of low balls that, that get bowled or LBW, whatever. And I mean, who knows? I mean, the game could end tomorrow. That's that's looking at from an England perspective in a very pe- pessimistic way. But I mean, unlikely. But uh, it, it, we, you know, but but by the end of the third day, this game could be seriously advanced if England did bat uh, poorly on on the third day. So I, I suppose that what we can say is that although the cricket is not scintillating. It's it's got a bit more about it in, in this match. We couldn't have any much less, really, I think, than Barbados and, and Antigua, which I think actually left us feeling, I don't know, just I don't know, not not optimistic about the future of Test cricket, but it just made us think, come on, if this Test cricket is like this, um, does it have the future, the vibrant future that we all want for it? But every now and again, you're going to get pitches and conditions and series where you, you don't get what you want out of it in terms of enjoyment. You know, you, in a way, it, when you when you do get the excitement, the, the fact you've been through some of the, the sort of boring test matches and hard work test matches actually it, it elevates the, the the really big moments. It's a bit like life, isn't it? Not every not life is not a party every day. So sometimes you 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 enjoy the enjoy the parties more uh, because of some of the duller bits you've had to endure. The non-alcoholic evenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that um, th- th- this game is is actually quite well poised. And I think f- possibly England's superior fitness might tell in the end. You know, there's a slight laziness about some of the West Indies running between the wickets, things like that, which England never suffer. You know, you've got the Bearstows and Stokes and... Uh, individuals like that who are really pushing the fielders all the time. That might be one of the things. And the bowlers, there's probably not much to choose between the bowlers fitness-wise, but I wonder, you know, England have that extra resource. They've always had that extra uh, approach to to fitness. They've got Paul Collingwood as their head coach who will drive that that message pretty firmly if Stokes and others don't, which which they do anyway. So I wonder if that's just going to, you know, England will just eke out enough runs in their second innings to make it tough for the West Indies and finally prevail on the fifth day. Mm. Who do you think's got, got the better attack? I mean, you look at, you look at this West Probably Indies. Probably West like, Indies, actually. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, at, they're talented. Kimar, yeah, yeah, I mean, th- I'll tell you who I really like. I, I think uh, Jaden Seals, mm. really good. He's, he gets that late swing and he's at, at the batsman all the time. And he seems quite intelligent, learning quickly. A uh, good bowler. He's going to be. He's going to be around for a while. He is. He, he's got that natural Jimmy Anderson style late waspish swing, which is difficult to play, and at, and at decent pace. I just wonder whether West Indies have picked the the right attack for this pitch. I mean, they've gone with five seamers basically, haven't they? And they've got some part time spinners. Uh, they left out Pamal and they brought in Mayers. It's also strengthened their batting a bit. So you know, there's a there's a bit of extra batting for them. Uh, which is uh, potentially a, a factor in the game. Um, 
I don't know, we, we've talked about this before, whether a pitch is a five-seamer pitch or whether you always want to have a spin. I mean, there may be something for Jack Leach sort of late on the fourth in, into the fifth day, but you feel it's the seamers. You feel it's the seamers bowling straight, getting that variable bounce uh, that, that can cause the problems. And it, it, it's, it's, in a sense, it's quite relentless and quite can be quite dull just seeing seam bowling uh, the whole time. But sometimes must needs. And, you know, sometimes you say, well, a pitch is... You know, it's a three spinner pitch or whatever. I once I once saw I mean I've I've mentioned this before occasionally, but I once saw for a twenty twenty match at Sophia Gardens a five spinner pitch. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was a five spinner pitch. I've never seen a pitch like it. You bowl spin on it, it was almost impossible. And every you know but the the, the team that had I think the team that had some I think Aral Sapaya took six wickets of Somerset, took six wickets in a T20 game. And it, if you, but you, you never think about bowling five spinners, do you? But you, you sometimes think of having five seamers. Anyway, that's a slight digression. But I, I just wonder where the West Indies, in this game, we've got the stronger attack. I mean, Wokes came back well today, picked up a couple of wickets in an over with short balls. You mentioned him uh, bouncing a couple of players out. Uh, Overton, sort of. St- Steady Mahmood has as, as actually yeah. looked prom- yeah, promising, yeah. isn't he? He's, he's yeah, he's bowled some prom- good promising swingers. And- yeah, I think he is a promising cricketer. I think he needs a little bit more with a conventional, mm. sort of, you know, a newer ball to be able to swing it away somehow. Uh, but I mean, look, it didn't handicap Wacker Eunice. He never swung much of them away with a new ball, and he was absolutely devastating with the old one. So. Either he needs a bit more skill with the new ball, or he just needs to get a bit more pace with the old ball. But good consistency, looks fit, knows where to bowl. Uh, yeah, I, I like his attitude. He's good. Yeah, he definitely looks like a cricketer uh, for the future. Uh, yeah, so, and especially so away from home. Yeah, actually. Well, I, we we posed this question, didn't we, uh, in an earlier podcast? How are England going to get wickets in Pakistan? And and actually, Australia. I know Lyon took wickets today, but Australia and you you feel actually that pace bowlers might be one of the ways to go in in Pakistan if you can do something with it, like reverse. And swing. and the key, by the way, to to reverse swing, uh, in, especially in Pakistan, is not to bowl too full, because the batsman can deal with the full one. Mm. It's the length ball, which which is what Cummins is so good at. Mm. He bowls those good length deliveries, just full of a length, not a half volley, not a yorker. But just on a fullish length that just angle in or kind of fade into the to the right-handed batsman and go quite sharply at times. And those are the balls that you need to perfect. At the moment, Mahmood looks as if he's more inclined to to go with the big, really big, full booming ball, mm. which a good batsman's better at dealing with. Anyway, that's a a question. Uh, one for the future. One for the future, isn't it? How are we going to get wickets in Pakistan? How are they going to get the last two West Indies uh, batters out in this innings? That, that's first thing. It's first uh, in the morning in uh, Grenada. Two wickets to go. Six overs uh, they've had with a new ball. They'll look to, to polish off. And then tw- 10 more in the, in the second inning. So they need to uh, focus on that first. And it needs to be a, a decent batting day f- for England if they are not to lose in the West Indies again. I mean, there's good, the, the, uh, talk about... Uh, you know, England and West Indies quite close together on the odds. The draw is well out. It's something like eight to one of uh, the draw, um, which is great actually. After the two draws you've had so far in the series, uh, it, it's not impossible the game uh, could be drawn if there was a bit of weather around. Not absolutely impossible. It doesn't feel like it. It does feel as though sometime in the next two straight three days we're going to get 
uh, a result in this test match and uh, it'll be fascinating to see uh, which way it goes after all the some of those sort of dreary cricket um perhaps we get a tie i don't know <laughs> that would be a bizarre one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, well played to Australia and uh, Pakistan in that epic series that they've just concluded. That's been, uh, I, for me, the highlight of the last two or three days. And now all those cricketers head off to the IPL. Mm. <laughs> so from one extreme to the other, um, Chennai Super Kings against Kolkata Knight Riders uh, tomorrow. So, um, wow, what a contrast. Yeah, and, anyway. And the start, yeah, of a, the start of a new era as well, Yoz, with uh, no... Yeah, ten teams, yeah. Well, ten teams, but also no Dhoni as, as captain of uh, Chennai Super Kings. Tenai. Jadeja will be leading. Of course, no Owen Morgan as captain of Calcutta Knight Riders as well. So the, the final from last year, or the last competition, both the captains not in situ uh, for the opening match of the IPL. For the two-month IPL as well, or a bit more than two months, the final is on... 29th of May with the extra fixtures that are going to be played. There's some tired cricketers in the West Indies. There's going to be some tired cricketers in India as well by the end At of the At least IPL. they haven't got to travel all over India. No, they haven't. They're only going to Mumbai and Pune, so mm. there won't be all that sort of hopping on a flight at you know, 7 o'clock in the morning yeah. to get to the next venue. Yeah, yeah, three venues in Mumbai and one in, in Pune, the, the four venues for this season's IPL. Anyway, uh, a lot of cricket going on and, and plenty of fascinating cricket to be played over the weekend, we hope, uh, with this England-West Indies uh, test series coming towards its conclusion. And we'll be back to wrap up the events of the third day and we'll speak to you again soon. Goodbye for now. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.